What's up, guys? It is I, Matt Knight, your pious pontificator, your not-so-humble co-host of the Guy Wire podcast, joined here in the Checkmate Studios with Mr. Chris. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend, the, Andrews. Yeah, I like that. The man, the myth. Who's watching the Watchman? Andrews. Ooh, I like that. There I'm not go. sure exactly what it means, but I like it. That's from the movie The Watchman. Like, I, I gathered yeah, that much, but, but yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if The Watchmen are watching you, then who's watching The Watchmen? Ow. Yeah. That just hurt my brain. It's brainception. <laughs> Today's uh, episode really doesn't have a subject. We're just kind of shooting from the hip. We haven't done an episode like this yet for the, the podcast. We've pretty much always had a topic in mind, so uh, we just have some uh, some thought-provoking questions that are going to get us started. Uh, but first, I wanted to uh, tell you about a, a, a medical thing that I found out uh, oh. this week. Did you know that the— You are really a woman? More than a woman. <laughs> more than a woman. To, more than a woman. Oh, I got Shania Twain now jumping around in my I head somewhere. The yeah. Yeah, speaking of that reference, I was at the convenience store earlier. I am one of those horrible, nasty uh, cigarette smokers. And I was buying a pack of Camel Silvers. That's what mm -hmm. I smoke. And uh, there's an older black man named Daryl, real nice guy at the convenience store. It's a quality mart up here, uh, up the road here. And uh, he said, hi-ho, Silver, away. I bet you don't know where that's from, do you? He's the older guy. I said, sure. uh, roger that, Cochise. Sure do. <laughs> and he's like, oh, Cochise. Oh, oh, I said, I'm a man of a little bit of culture. And uh, we, we got to talking a little bit about some of the old shows. He's like, oh, you even watch Petticoat Junction? I said, yeah. That's I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever watched reruns, it. Reruns, man. Those girls in their little short shorts swimming in the water tower when it gets too, uh, too hot in the summer. Come on now. i got a little culture. Well, you, you, you know what? Cochise actually means, right? I always thought it was goat cheese until I actually uh, dug in and was like, oh, his, his horse's name isn't goat cheese. No, it's 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 the Indian word for bad hunter. Really? Yeah. No, no, no you're not shitting me? I, I think that was from the Johnny Depp Lone Ranger movie. Mm. Yeah. Not a bad flick. No, it had Johnny Depp in it, so it can't be too horrible. You know, that's a weird one. They didn't uh, scream cultural appropriation uh, for that one. A white guy playing a, a, excuse me, let me get it right. It's no longer Native American. It's an indigenous, indigenous person. person. Persons? Persona? Pe peoples? Individuals? Group? Uh, indigenous groups. He played a red man. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that because it's still on chewing tobacco. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't gone after that. It's it's next. It's got to be next. They've already uh, they've already taken the Indian off the land in the land of lakes butter. So. Well, and and uh, what the Washington football team? I don't even know what the hell they're called now. It, 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 do they even have a name yet? I uh, don't. I don't know. But then Aunt Jemima is uh, something something Mills something stupid. I have no idea. Yeah. To be honest with you, I know. I know Aunt Jemima got the boot. You know, I mean, she's had a solid job for like fifty years, and they just cut her loose with no you know, severance, nothing. I, I'm, I was mad about that because Aunt Jemima and Mrs. Buttersworth spent many a breakfast with me. Mm -hmm. They were almost like parts of the family. And you know, Mrs. Buttersworth, she's a little thick, but she gave me an appreciation for curvy women. <laughs> because if she can make my pancakes taste that good. And just sitting there on the table, glistening that beautiful, that beautiful honey brown. Ooh, girl, you thick like syrup. I tell you a what. 
I don't think Hank will be joining us tonight, though. We'll see. Yeah, I think he's on vacation. He's, uh, uh, he's, he's off uh, a propane con- conference. Propane conference. Uh, he uh, His Ford broke down after he left us last time. So, Well, of course it did. <laughs> as, as, his buddy, uh, as his buddy Dale Gribble says, you know what Ford stands for, don't you? <laughs> Fix it again, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Hank said, you dumbass, that's Fiat. So somebody did just send me a meme today that was a, uh, it was a picture of a Jeep up on a uh, up on the lift at a mechanic shop. All right, all right. And uh, it's it, the caption was this like, "Oh, silly Jeep, that's Ford parking." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Even though Chevys have the com- more comfortable tailgates cuz you'll be sitting on them. Um, so anyway, the medical fact that uh, that I found out was weird. Did you know that the skin on your eyelids is the same skin that is on your foreskin? I thought you were going to say ball sack, but, uh, I mean... Closely related, uh, but yeah. I mean, it's got to have similar properties, right? So... <laughs> I mean, I'm glad... Well, I mean, I don't have a foreskin, so I'm I just mean, glad my <laughs> eyeballs don't get erect. <laughs> like I'm glad they didn't take off my eyelids. <laughs> like, you see a good-looking girl in your eyes get an erection, how weird would that be? Or, I mean, it would eliminate a lot of questions. Or, like, what if... If your foreskin was like your fingernails, it, it never quit growing. You had to trim it once a month. Oh, God. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I'd have an eight-foot foreskin just dragging the fuck along behind me. Emotional damage. And physical damage. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me, Doc. I accidentally tied it in a knot. Can, can you coil it up like an extension cord? You can throw it over your shoulder, shoulder like, like a continental, continental soldier. soldier. <laughs> But uh, so where I'm going with this is over in England, there was this boy that was born without eyelids. Extremely rare condition. I can't remember what the name of it is. So luckily, he was uncircumcised. The doctors did the circumcision procedure, agreed with the parents and everything, and decided to make eyelids out of his his foreskin. foreskin. Hmm. So medical procedure went okay. Um, it happened about five years ago now, so I think he's eight years old. Um, doesn't have tear ducts or anything because okay. of the skin. Um, but really, when he was asked, you know, how, you know, is this better for you? He's like, well, yeah, I can sleep well um, now that I can actually shut my eyes. I don't have to put any type of compress and keep them lubricated with eye yeah. drops and different things. Um, he said, but the only thing that I, I'm I really regret about the surgery is now I'm a little cockeyed. <laughs> Jesus. I knew it was coming. I fucking knew it was coming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, folks, I apologize for my co-host. He is an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for coming along on that ride for me. It had its highs and it had its lows. Mostly lows. I hope you weren't that disappointed in it. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is I've gotten to the point where whenever you come up with these stories, I, I, I'm just waiting for the fucking punchline because I, I just I feel it coming. <laughs> waiting for that other shoe to drop. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you, you never just tell a story. I, I have in the past. Yes. So uh, you had a little bit of a busy week in your uh, pre-retirement. Uh, you had a zoo trip on yeah. the weekend. Yeah, took uh, took the family to the zoo, and, and, and we're, we're uh, here in Ash in uh, in we're here in 
the triad, North Carolina. Uh, we're in Winston-Salem, so uh, the Asheboro Zoo, about uh, 45 minutes away from yeah. us. I mean, it's technically, it's the North Carolina Zoo. At, at Asheboro, right? Yeah. Every, every, everybody who grew up around here is like, it's the Asheboro Zoo. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's, what it, that's what everybody's known to. Known to. But, uh, tell me about, uh, was that your first time going there? Yeah, it was. Uh, the kids had been there once, once before. Um, I can't remember what the event. Oh, I think it was for a school thing. Um, but no, yeah, I'd never been there. It's a nice zoo. Um, and coming from San Diego, I'm, I, I, I got really spoiled. San Diego's got the world famous San Diego Zoo. I mean, that was, uh, that was going to be my next question is, you know, being, uh, a, a temporary san diego native for the time that you were there <laughs> and no native um, part at all yeah uh non-negotiable actually um how 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 did it stack up um i'd say you know it's it's as good as the san diego zoo. i think the san diego zoo's got a little more as far as different animals you can check out and stuff right i mean i might have missed some stuff but uh well the weather is milder in san diego also that's one thing that i think uh, we have a disadvantage of is we ha- we actually have a winter. Yeah. Uh, now you have been in North Carolina long enough to know that we never know what type of winter we're going to get. Are oh, we yeah. going to get a real winter? Are we going to get five days of winter? Mm-hmm. Are we going to get a Massachusetts winter? Yeah, or, yeah. Like, it, it could be. You know, you you uh, you're wearing shorts half the winter, and then you get a week where you've got 12 inches of snow on the ground. It's, right. It's it's. God, this is the most bipolar weather I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, no, San Diego's got a little bit better weather, um, but uh, you, you definitely pay a price for it in that town. You know, I'd say the 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 North Carolina Zoo, the Asheboro Zoo, Zoo, whatever you want to call it, definitely definitely stacks up. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a good time if you want to take the kids and and kind of check it out. So they have a Halloween event that uh, I didn't know about. We've been going to uh, for the past four years since I um, got in a relationship with Wifey Sauce. Um, it's called Boo at the Zoo. Okay. It's uh, outside of the park. They do well. Maybe it's right at right after the main entrance. There's there's a little aside place that's like a a shelter. It's a, it is. It's after you leave the main park, but they have like trick or treating and different stations where the kids can go and get candy and different. Hmm. They, they bring out like a baby alligator for them to pet. And a baby dinosaur. Let's, let's let them pet the baby dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, nobody loses a finger often. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, the kids seem to enjoy it. We took Colton last year, and he was still in a he was still in a stroller. He was you know not even he was yeah he was he might have just turned a year old, but he couldn't really he couldn't really walk. He, He's my son, so he developed at a at a slow rate. He couldn't he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't walk as fast as some of the other kids, um, you know. But uh, you know, now that he's running around having a good time, I kind of it, it's got its advantages and disadvantages this year of having to keep an eye on what what the hell he's getting into. But he'll oh, yeah. he, he'll have a good time. That all the kids get a bunch of candy. They wear their costumes and show up, and then like you pay one price for Boo at the zoo, and you get to make a day of the whole thing throughout the zoo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you one, you know, because I've had kids, I, I've got two kids, and, and they were obviously both that age at one point in time. Uh, my salvation as a parent, when my kids were that two to three years old, the freaking leash, dude. We've got a couple for them. We, one is at the babysitter's, and the other one is uh, stays in the back of her car, and it's got a little book bag attached to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They think it's a cute little backpack, and, yep. and like, I think my son's was, it was shaped like a monkey, and mm-hmm. the tail was the leash. Yeah. Um, and like I'd get dirty looks from people occasionally because like we went out to the mall or something like the zoo or a fair where there's a lot of people milling around. 
you know, obviously a two-year-old, you're not going to keep him in the stroller all day. <laughs> right. that, that's that's just a fallacy. Well, you've said it on on the show before, and and I'd played with it as one of the slogans uh, for for our our show, our T-shirts. If if it works, it's not stupid. Yep, exactly, exactly. But I, I'd get dirty looks from from people. Um, or, or just like people just scoffing at us as they walk by, like, how dare you put your kid on a leash? Like it's a dog. Well, that's, that's when you, you embrace your, you know, your new native North Carolinian and just look at him and say, bless your heart because it means fuck you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, it's obvious. Those are the parents that are, those are the people that either didn't have, never had kids or have never had kids that they had to keep a constant eye on or have never had kids that listened to them. Or kids that lived, I don't know which. You know, um, you leave Kevin Bishop out of this. <laughs> Meanwhile, I hope you're having a great time down in Myrtle Beach, Mister Bishop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I hope. Uh, hope whatever you're doing there, Mister Mister Bishop, you're uh, you're having a good time. Yeah. Um, so the cool thing that I saw at Boo at the Zoo, I think it was either last year or year before. I think it was probably last year because year before that I was just getting over like a bad cold. The weather had just changed in the snap and I wasn't feeling great. But they have tortoises in one part okay. that are just kind of walking around. Um, they're behind a fence, but it's like one of those, it's only a fence, it's a fence that's just good enough to keep a tortoise in, but you can <laughs> still like reach through the slats and like touch their shell and stuff. Okay. These motherfuckers was doing the deed. Nice. Not as slow as you would think either. <laughs> uh, we're not going at a, at a turtle's pace. They were uh, not quite a, a rabbit's pace, but you you know, for a, a turtle who's sh- a tortoise whose shell is like two and a half feet tall from the ground, I mean, this bad boy mounted his mistress <laughs> with uh, what to me was impressive speed. The noise. <laughs> The noise that, that the male tortoise makes oh, geez. is just chef's kiss. You, you didn't get video of this? I think I may have. I just don't know where the video is. Ugh. But uh, some of the kids were like, what is this? And luckily, you know, my stepdaughter is, is busy looking at other stuff. She's out. They have like a playground area out there near mm-hmm. the tortoise exhibit. So they're like looking at What's 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 all this? But uh, yeah, if you go to Ashborough Zoo, you might see some turtles doing the sex. <laughs> Turtle sex, gotta love it. Yeah, and uh, and it's funny, man. Those things have longer necks than you would think. Like like this this male tortoise like looks back. I swear he made eye contact with me, and and gave me the subliminal message, and I heard it in my head. And you know what he said? I'm better than you, <laughs> and you know it. No, he just has more stamina, that's all. <laughs> probably, probably, yeah. So, uh, cool, glad y'all had a good time at the uh, at the zoo. Um, are you going to be doing any uh, footage editing to go on the YouTube, the old Tube of You channel? Um, I got a couple things in mind. Um, got some, got some, got a couple projects I might work on tomorrow. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I got a, I got a little bit of content. I think I want to want to try to get out. Why don't you kind of uh, share with our since we mentioned the YouTube channel? I guess what uh, what are we doing there? What's what's going yeah, on? Yeah, so uh, just as uh, it were in the early days of the Checkmate with Bishman Knight podcast, when I was learning 
the hardware and the software, the editing software, I went through a couple before I found the one that I really liked that mm-hmm. was really highly rated, the one that kind of meshed with me and how I interact with software. I am doing the same thing with YouTube now. Uh, we did a Facebook Live with our Hot Chip Challenge. Um, I just took the Facebook Live uh, and used an older program called HitFilm Express. It was free. I had edited a few other videos with it, but it kind of sucks. Mm. Um, I had, a couple years ago, uh, got a recommendation from my buddy Drew that lives down in Cary. Um, he's a he's super intellectual guy that does stuff with, I think he's like a software engineer just something with networking or whatever. But he was like, yeah, I got a couple of buddies that do use uh, DaVinci Resolve hmm. and it's completely free unless you are doing like feature like length ho- films, feature length <laughs> films. And that is one of the softwares that Hollywood uses. Really? It is DaVinci Resolve Studio. Okay. Now the regular DaVinci Resolve, uh, you do have to have the, fairly decent machine to mm-hmm. run it as far as your graphics processor, your GPU. Now, Max, I don't think they'll have any trouble, but probably as far not. as a cheap Windows PC, you're probably not going to get by because my cheap Windows PC, even though it's brand, brand new, it said, you know, your GPU is out of memory. But uh, my big gaming desktop uh, had absolutely no problem uh, with this program. And it has, nice. a, has a great interface. You can choose between, you know, Adobe or some of the other stuff you may have experience with. One thing I noticed is a lot of the video tutorials are set up in the Adobe user interface. Mm-hmm. So that's what I went with. Okay. Um, but as far as the YouTube channel, um, it's not really at this point throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. It's just I'm making content and seeing uh, how my editing skills progress uh, to make something good. Because okay. eventually this podcast will go to video. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a idea for a couple cameras, and I'm figuring that out as far as how to do everything, adjust lighting, which is that that's one thing with our, our live mm-hmm. we figured out is we need a bunch of lighting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we threw so much light at that. It, uh, it, it, like, it seemed like so much overkill, but it actually worked, and I think we probably still could have used more. Still could have used more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that being said, we're, we're just uh, a couple of guys with a YouTube channel and we're figuring out how to do the YouTube thing. It, mm-hmm. it kind of sprung from just some ideas that we had about, uh, well, guys might want to know how to do this or see what our take on it is. Cause I try to make a lot of stuff comical. Um, oh, yeah. I have a, uh, a video where I'm just weed eating coming out, uh, probably tomorrow, the next day that'll be posted on the channel, um, where I throw in a, a little joke and kind of a, a jab at you guys who uh, make fun of some of the uh, the battery powered uh, and electric appliances or not appliances but uh, yard work tools. You know, and I, I I I totally get that. There's probably a lot of guys out there, and it, it I'm the same way with cars, so I can't say too much. Like I am I am not jumping onto the electric car right. bandwagon. Um, uh, my internal combustion engines. I, I, I like, I like a good engine. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go vroom, vroom and not, I, I'm, the, I'm the same way. Now you give me a 3000 horsepower car that, uh, you know, will get me, you know, 2000 miles. Hey, I might be on board as long as I don't have to pay $26,000 to replace the batteries. Should an error happen such as a Tesla? Yeah. Um, I got a, I, a guy I play softball with. He's a, uh, uh, an appraiser for, uh, 
one of the insurance companies, and I can't think of uh, USAA. He's an okay. he's an appraiser for USAA, and uh, so he goes and and you know vehicles are in wrecks or. You know, anytime there's all these floods and all these vehicles are damaged, he's got to go and and uh, do all the appraisals and figure out what the uh, what the value of the vehicle is. Yeah, and he says every time, every single time he looks at a Tesla, doesn't matter how minor the accident has been, if he's got to go out on it, it's a minimum thirty thousand dollars repair. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, because most of the time it's damaged <laughs> some sort of the electrical, mm-hmm. the motors, or the battery. Yeah. And if it's touched any of those, it's a minimum 30 grand. Yeah. I'll keep my 97 Honda Civic that, you know, they're selling for about $1,200 now with about 248,000 miles on them. They'll get you to around 400,000 miles before the head gasket blows. You can do a head gasket in your driveway for about 75 bucks by yourself with pretty much no mechanical knowledge, a 10, a 12, a 14, and a 17 millimeter wrench. Yeah. On those I'm motors. Cool. I'm yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, twelve hundred bucks. Let's buy one in case swap it. Shit. I mean, uh, you got the Ford Edge, <laughs> uh, the Escape. It's, the, just, it's an Escape. Well, okay. no, it's it's uh, since it came from San Diego, they call it the Escape. Escape. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah. We, why don't we do a pimp my ride with that too? Since we're going to make it mid-engine, the front of it can be uh, a taco truck. <laughs> no beer cooler. Well, you can't have tacos without beer. That's true. Okay, beer cooler and taco truck. Yeah, yeah, little little flat uh, flat iron up there, and and uh, yeah, I think that'll work quite well. Yeah, I mean the radiator's going to be up front anyway, still. So I'm sure or, we can, or we could build that into a smoker. Yeah, smoker up front, engine in in the middle, a gasoline car that rolls coal. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, have a little uh, have a little exhaust fan like on the inside of the smoker where we go past, you know, the asshole cyclist going down the road and just, I mean, just fucking just blast him with charcoal smoke. <laughs> a little mesquite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another pain point of mine, uh, JR on, came on the uh, Checkmate with Bishop and Knight podcast with me uh, about a year ago, and we both share the hate for cyclists. I- I'm right there with you guys. Um, so fuck you. If, yeah. you. if you ride a bicycle on the road, yeah, you're dead to me. I have a bicycle. I have rights. I have a bumper. Get the fuck out of the way. Mm-hmm. Bumper, brush guard. I've been wanting to figure out how to make chain dual chainsaws flip out from the sides of uh, mm-hmm. the, the underneath of a vehicle. Just cut them off right at the legs. I, I just want to put a big, big uh, bull bar on the front of my truck. You know, you can probably find some decommissioned trains and get a cow catcher. <laughs> just flip them right up over top. Yeah, of just you. flip them back over the top of the truck, man. It didn't hurt the fucking cows. It ain't gonna hurt the cyclists. I mean, I mean they, it, they might become one with the bicycle. Is it extra points if they actually land on their wheels? A T-bone is five hundred points. So, I mean, I, I have no idea. <laughs> but yes, if if you know if you want to ride a bicycle for exercise and and to get outdoors, you know what. I support that because you're getting outside, you're putting your fucking phone down. Yeah. You're not stuck inside playing video games. Well, that's the problem with a lot of these cyclists day. is they're on their fucking phones. What the fuck? Yeah. If you're a cyclist, you're riding on the street, it should be a law that you don't, you can't have a seat on that bicycle. You can have the pole that the seat's attached to <laughs> by all means, but you can't have a seat. I mean, some of them, that might be a selling factor. It probably would be, except they'd coat it in silicone and make it bigger. But- yeah, but to my point, it, if you want to ride a bike, sure, fine. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, holding up 10 cars behind you because you want to take up half the lane on a two-lane road, we can't get around you. We actually got places to go. You're just out tooling around for some exercise and some fresh air. Fuck off. And if you do it, don't do it with your buddies that you're going to ride side by side and point at the middle of the road and said, hey, let's go over there and be assholes. <sighs> exactly. No, uh, it was it was a couple months ago. I was actually, it was uh, late at night. I was coming over to do one of these podcasts. I think it was one of the Checkmate uh, podcasts we were doing that night. <laughs> And it started just absolutely dumping raining right before I left the house. And I got about a 25-minute drive over here. The whole way, I'm dodging bicyclists at 9 o'clock at night. It's dark out. It's pouring rain, and I'm dodging bicyclists. It's weird that their moms would let them be out that late. <laughs> These are grown-ass adults. I'm, I'm, I'm aware, but it's still it's just weird <laughs> that their moms allow them Because they're going to have to go home. Their mom's going to have to do their laundry and lay their clothes out for the next day because... We all know cyclists, nobody likes them, and their mama still dresses them funny. Mm -hmm. Well, and there's something, it's something I've figured out moving here from a bigger city is the lighting at night around here in the rain mm -hmm. is dog shit. Well, and they did something too, uh, where they, that we used to have reflective paint for the lines on the road. And they don't do that anymore. Well, in, in in states that don't get a lot of snow or much snow, they put the little reflective bump things. Right. I get it here. They can't do that because whenever you scrape, you know, whenever the snow mm -hmm. plow comes through, it's just going to pop them all off. Yeah, you got to do something. Because they start scraping the roads as soon as the dusting comes down. Oh, yeah. Like, as soon as it rains around here, I lose the lines. I can't see the lines on the yeah. road. I can't see shit. And, and now I'm dodging bicyclists. Well, that was supposed to be the... the the solve the solve it with the uh, the reflective coating, and I don't know what happened. If anybody it in, probably in, wore off in like three days. Well, dude, I I lived off of Highway 220, which runs from like Asheboro to Martinsville, Virginia, my entire life. The first time they painted that stuff down there, it lasted until the next time they repaved that road. Now hmm. it got a little dirty. It did wear, sure. but they didn't have to put reflectors in. They when they plowed the highway. And the reflectors, you know, they didn't have reflectors that would pop and then create a pothole mm -hmm. that they then had to come back and film. So I don't know what the shit North Carolina decided, what the DOT decided about this reflective paint. They don't do it anymore, but they need to bring it back. Well, some damn bean counter probably decided it was too expensive. Some bean counter that lives uh, somewhere else. So let's <laughs> take uh, maybe, I don't know, a quarter of a billion dollars that we sent to Ukraine and put... But buy some more reflective shit to put in our paint, <laughs> right? You know, uh, I just I, I don't get it, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Cyclists, we we hate you. Mm -hmm. And all you got to do is get the fuck out of the way. Just just move the hell over. Let us pass you. Yeah. And and or how about this? Don't cycle during rush hour. Mm-hmm. Don't cycle in the middle of the mountain roads. On the weekends, because we're trying to drive on those windy roads and have a little bit of fun. Well, and there's plenty of greenways. Like, I had a buddy that, that cycled all the time. and Go he, mountain he, bike, bro. Well, he wouldn't bike on the roads around here because it was too damn dangerous. He moved here from New York City, where he used to cycle on the streets in New York City. He oh, said yeah. it was too dangerous out here. Yeah, get on TikTok and look up New York City uh, bicycle delivery, and you'll see some of the wild shit that these guys do oh, yeah. on, on a, a fixed gear, mm -hmm. like one gear. No brakes. No brakes, just, I mean, out there. Getting it. Getting it. Balls hanging off of taxi cabs, shooting down the streets. That's the epitome of full send, in my opinion. 
not enough horsepower for me, but I'm I'm with you. I am with <laughs> they, you. I mean, they send it. Yeah, they do. They they might be robbing the other car's horsepower, but they do send it. So fu- funny story. Um, kind of going. It completely changing the topic here. But uh, so when we were at the zoo, my daughter and I did a um, rope course, and. In this rope course, there's a zip line. Well, my daughter's never done a zip line before. And of course, you know, they got harnesses and safety gear and all this kind of shit. I mean, it, you'd have to really do something stupid to, to, to fall off of the platforms we're on. But she'd never done a zip line before. And so we get her all hooked up and, and she's standing at the top of the zip line. She's like, well, what do I do now? And all I did was looked at her. And I was like, honey, all you got to do is send it. And she's like, send it? yeah send it and she just jumped off like she just barreled in and it worked so got got to teach my first lesson and send it to one of my kids it was uh it was pretty memorable yeah uh you know that's always good when your kid just has a natural instinct for send it oh yeah absolutely well guys we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to be asking some questions that provoke some thought and possibly get some answers out of each other that we don't know the answers to yet. Welcome back to the Guy Wire podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so Molly from the Two Undead Girls podcast, friends of ours, just posted a status that says, uh, sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but the astrology for the rest of this year is absolute shit. And 2023 isn't looking all that cute either. You've been forewarned. So uh, for those of you who want to learn possibly more about astrology, go listen to the two undead girls. Well, I mean, that, that could go in a line with, uh, with a lot of the shit that we got going on in this world right now. And we're, we're, we're definitely not going to dig into that because that's, that's not this podcast. It's, yeah, it, we don't it, talk about Merc- Mercury and Gatorade or none of that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, not, I'm a Capri Sun, not in aquariums. Well, uh, I, so. I was thinking more, you know, the the political uh, 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 end of things, and, mm-hmm. and that's definitely. If you want to talk about that, definitely uh, tune into a, a Wild Bill in the Last Stand podcast. Yeah, uh, one weird thing though about Wild Bill is he doesn't go down a lot of the conspiracy hole the way that a lot of super right wingers do. Okay, and I'm not saying that Bill is a super right winger, even though he is a staunch conservative uh but if you if you want to go listen to some uh some political opinion definitely go check out wild bill even if you think it's going to make you mad he is well educated Mm -hmm. um and can back up his uh statements with facts uh news clips a whole bunch of stuff and and kind of like uh what is it state farm he 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 knows a thing or two because he's he's seen seen a thing 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 or two two. yeah yeah Yeah. speaking of i saw a a clip today that uh, the stock market since uh Dude, yeah. Joseph uh, Biden took office. Is down was one point seven trillion dollars. I, I I have stopped. I I I have <laughs> I have a stock portfolio, and I have stopped paying attention to it because oh, I quit, Jesus Christ! I quit contributing to my four hundred one k because every day I look at this the, my portfolio, and it's like less, less, mm-hmm. less, mm-hmm. less, less. What I would less. recommend doing though is whatever you were that percentage that you were contributing. Yeah, I'm spending sit- it. I'm spending it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was going to say... Send put, it to Ukraine. Put that aside. Oh, okay, okay. So when things do stabilize, you can buy at a discount 
before the market comes up. Now, I still do my stock purchase plan because I get a discount as the employee of the bank that I work for. Yeah, and you're going to be buying at the lower price. So it's actually the best time. Price. I would actually take all the money that you had going into your 401k and shift that into the stock I've, purchase I've plan. I've almost leveled it, but yeah. since we've got some expenses coming up with uh, we haven't made the announcement, uh, Wifey Sauce and I are getting married on uh, November 12th. Finally, after four years of engagement, so uh, <laughs> had some expense with the wedding that come up. So uh, you know, we've some of that's gone to towards that, but other has gone back into the stock purchase plan to kind of. I use that as a secondary savings account with that stock purchase plan because when yeah. it gets high, I can just sell and you know do whatever mm-hmm. with the money. Mm-hmm. So, any other uh, news in your life uh, this week, Chris? You know, I don't have a whole, you know, I, I, I live a pretty simple life and, and things have been pretty simple for me recently. So I, I don't have a, a whole lot going on. It ain't um, much, but it's honest work. Exactly. Well, I, I don't know if we call it work because, um, you know, I don't work, but, you know. There you go. So uh, we're getting to some questions, maybe some thought provoking stuff that uh, we might learn a learn a thing or two because we know a thing or two. You've already used that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you just butchered it, but yeah. we'll move on. So questions. We are farmers. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, what was your best drop the mic moment? Drop the mic moment? Holy, uh. Something that you, you remember that you've said that's just, uh, it lingers with you. It doesn't have to be like you told somebody off or something like that, even though that can be part of it. Just uh, something you said that you can remember where you afterwards you were like, I can I can do, go ahead and, and do a pipe bomb on that. I I've actually got a good story for this one. It's it's going to take a minute, and there probably be a few people out there that hate me for it, and I really don't give a shit. But um, so many 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 moons ago, I'd say it was probably probably at least fifteen years ago. I was a uh, uh, a bouncer and the head doorman at a nightclub in downtown San Diego, and it was it was a very popular spot at the time. Well, the patio that we had, according for our liquor license, our patio had to be clear of any alcoholic beverages by midnight. Okay. So after midnight, if there was any patrons that still had an alcoholic beverage out on the patio, we could be fined for it or potentially lose our liquor license. Gotcha. We had something similar here in North Carolina where you're, if you're serving drinks outside, there has to be a barrier. Yeah. On the yeah. sidewall. Well, this one, there was a barrier, but we still had to have everything mm-hmm. inside because it was still technically considered an outside beverage, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Some you, can, you can hand the drink over to a kid. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so at about 11.45 every night, we'd go around and start letting people know, hey, you can still come out here and smoke. We're not closing the patio. You just got to take your drink inside. Right. We had tables sitting just inside the doors so that if they just wanted to go in, put their drink on the table, come back out and finish their cigarette, they could definitely do that. So I'm walking around letting people know, and, and we usually gave them a heads up. We'd say, hey, got about 10 minutes, finish smoke, take it inside. And so it's it's we're coming up right at midnight, and there's always a couple of people that you've got to tell 97,000 times because they just want to push it to the absolute limit. Okay. Well, this there's a couple standing just inside the door or just outside the door on the patio, and so I approached a guy, I'm like, hey, bud, I hate to do it, but you and your girl, you got to take your drinks inside. You know, you guys can put them inside, come right back out and smoke. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. No big deal. So this guy had had a couple of drinks, and apparently he thought he uh, he had some swagger and starts into his whole jive routine of, hey, man, come on, just let us keep the drinks out, sir. Keep, keep our drinks outside. Come on, I got this hot girl with me. Let her keep her drink out here, blah, 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 blah. 
So I let him say his little spiel, and and uh, I looked her up and down, and looked at him and went, "She ain't that hot. Take your drinks inside," and just walked off. I'm your huckleberry. The best part was, right before walking off, making eye contact with her. And the look on her face, it was like I just kicked her all of her puppies <laughs> and popped all of her balloons and stole her candy. Very nice. It, it was it was the most just destroyed I think I've ever seen a person. And then I just walked away. Pipe bomb. Pipe bomb. <laughs> so I'm glad you brought up the uh, the bouncer experience that you've had. There's a there's a <laughs> many experiences. A, there's a video that's going around TikTok of this female. She is wearing a wig. It's not too obvious when the video starts. It's, what do you think of me? And then she takes the wig off, and she's in a cut-off shirt now, and she's got tattoos, and she's kind of jacked, and she, her head is buzzed down. And she said, what, what are your guys' problem with us masculine women? Why do you have problems with us? Because I'm intimidated by well, you. A bouncer <laughs> stitched the video, and he's like, I have a day job, but I also work weekends as a bouncer i've done it for years and the this is going to piss some people off when i say this but the problem that i have with you masculine women is when you come into the establishment that i work you're loud you're boisterous you're acting basically like you have a bigger dick than anybody in the place something to prove yeah something to prove chip on your shoulder whatever that is and then when then you want to challenge me now, I'm usually sitting at the door or sitting at a stool somewhere. When you figure out that I'm 6'2 and 300 pounds, then you want to flip the script and play the victim. You're a woman. You can't touch me. Or I'm a woman. You can't touch me. You're a hmm. man, blah, blah, blah. No, ma'am. If you're in the club and you're acting out of sorts, I am an equal opportunity ass kicker. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely correct, and, and, and I would back that. I have a story to back that up, actually. And he, and he said, "I never use more force than what I've met with, but if you need to be removed, I will remove you." Mm -hmm. And I've had bodybuilders in here that are close to getting into a fight, and I can tap them on the shoulder and say, "Bud, move it along," and they'll do it. Mm -hmm. But you, masculine women, for some fucking reason, want to keep pushing that envelope until it breaks the fuck loose you know it's it's something i figured out I, I worked in nightclubs for probably about six years as a bouncer in one even though i i was i was an inside bouncer just you know keeping an eye on things i was a doorman i was a head of security vip host I, i've done a lot of different things in that industry and one thing i figured out is if guys get into a fight in a bar the only thing they're trying to do is not look like a punk Right. To their friends or the girl with them or everybody else around. That's all they want to do is they don't want to lose face. Yep. And as soon as somebody jumps into that fight, usually someone of authority, whether it's security, uh, cops, whatever it is, they're usually fine. They, mm -hmm. they like they they got a few throws in and they're done. They're like, all right, cool. I ain't trying to go to jail tonight. You got your exceptions. You got your guys that just won't 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 quit. Or those, for the, or those guys who won't quit drinking and it might be a busy night and they've been overserved or overpoured. Sure, sure. That happens too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But anytime there's a fight with women, it is 10 times harder to break up than fights with guys. Oh, they go for the fatality. It's Mortal Kombat. Well, and that's, that's the thing. 
they're not there just to throw a couple punches and not lose face. Mm-hmm. They're there to kill a bitch. Yeah. Women, by the by the time they get to that point, and I think a lot of it is uh, uh, the way they've been brought up and the social uh, pressures that have been put on women, they're told that they're not supposed to fight. Mm-hmm. Guys, that's like, I mean, we're kind of grown. We, we're, we're, we're maybe not this generation now, but our generation... Like getting into a scrap, throwing a few punches, getting a bloody nose—that was that was kind of part of growing up. That mm-hmm. was it was expected. Yeah, and I think we get more experience getting to that point and learning to control that a little bit more. Whereas women, if they get pushed to that point where of getting physical mm-hmm. with someone else, it, it it's no whole bar. It's it's Katie bar the door. It's I'm gonna fucking kill this bitch. Well, and that's that's the thing. With guys like you and I, you know, I, even though we're a few years apart, I, we are of the same generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've been in our fair share of scraps enough to know who wins a fight. Nobody. Yeah, pretty much. Nobody wins. Well, a fight. I've won a couple. You know, I, I won't say I haven't. But <laughs> at, at, I've lost a few too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah, but but realistically, you know, nobody wins a fight. Like oh, no. if it had never happened. And you'd gone on about your day. Oh, you plunked down from him. So? Exactly. How does that affect my job? How does that affect my life? Does that affect mm-hmm. the amount of dollars in my pocket? Didn't think so. Right. Did money come out of my bank account? Because I got punked. Exactly. Now, if I get, you know, charged with assault, money's coming out of my account. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> because you don't know the, the, the who, who in the bar or, or wherever you're at is uh, the little chihuahua who has all bark and no bite. And when you punch him in the mouth to shut him up, he goes and calls the police and presses charges. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody is of the mindset, go scrap, shake hands, go home. Yeah, go buy each other a drink, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's an interesting perspective. And I can't say that. I only know a, a handful of masculine women, and, I, and they're from the bar that I frequent. Mm-hmm. And all of them are the opposite of what this guy is you know, painting the picture as far as what he's seen. Now, this is also the South, and he is up North. Okay. So I think that also might be a difference in mindset. Well, where, I, you know, another story I had was, you know, I was working at a bar. It was another one in California, and this one had a predominantly homosexual clientele. Right. And I didn't have so, a problem with that. Kevin Bishop used to come in there all the <laughs> oh, time. Oh, yeah, all the time. He was a regular. Uh, JR. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex. Yeah, I saw him there all yep, the time. Alex, definitely. He used to get up on the tables and dance shirtless. It was it was weird. Was he wearing the assless chaps? Unfortunately, that was the problem. Because he doesn't have an ass, <laughs> and the chaps are assless. <laughs> well, it's fitting. Assless. Yeah. Assless. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are those two pieces of eight and a half by 11 you have back there, buddy? <laughs> a couple of three by five cards. <laughs> Um, but no, so I'm inside kind of doing, doing, and that's one of the things as a bouncer, you do a lot of laps. You just kind of do a lap through the bar, see what's going on, where people are, who's doing what, you know, so on and so forth. And I happened to be cruising by the dance floor and this was a pretty mellow night. I think it was like a Wednesday night or something like that. I, I, I think it was, we did line dancing on that night or something, something like that. So the dance floor wasn't packed. We weren't playing a lot of hip hop music or anything like that. And I happen to glance over, and all I see is this very butch woman, you know, the the buzzed haircut and and dressed in in very, uh, you know, quote unquote, stereotypical male attire. Butch, butch, <laughs> butch. Truck driver. I've watched. I watched over the top. She from sun is, up to sundown. She has got some girl down on the ground, and she is just throwing haymakers into it. She's just standing over, just throwing bows into this poor girl. Yeah. 
And so I run over, just grab her over top of her arms in a bear hug, picked her up and started marching towards the door. And next thing I know is I have a psychotic spider monkey (laughs) attached to my back in the back of my head, just clawing the shit out of everything that she can get her hands on. It was the girl she was just beating the shit out of. Saw me bear hug and pick this girl up and walk her towards the door. Yeah. And the girl that's just getting her ass handed to her is now jumped on my back and is trying to beat the shit out of me and claw me. Do you think it was one of those nobody hits my brother but me situations? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't know. I got the two of them out the door. Somehow I basically carried both of them, yeah. one on my back and one in front of me, out the front door and just dropped them off to the, the guy at the door and... It was his problem now. Yeah, I did an about face and walked away. And he's like, why didn't you call me on the radio? I was like, because this crazy bitch ripped it out of my ear. Yeah. Yeah. I was was pressing my life alert. Nobody showed up. Basically. (laughs) Dickhead. I kind of had my hands full. Yeah. Uh, But uh, as far as that question goes, uh, I don't have a problem with masculine women. No, not at all. Uh, you know, I'm a huge proponent of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is, uh, what does she call herself? Big Mama Swole or Big Mama Pump or something You're like that. You're asking the wrong There's person. <laughs> a, there, there was a, a wrestler back in the day named Scott Steiner, obviously a b- real huge roided up guy, and he called himself Big Papa Pump. Mm-hmm. And she calls herself like Big Big Mama Pump or Big Mama Swole or something along the play of that. Okay. Uh, her name's Jordan Grace wrestles in impact wrestling and i think she's gorgeous but she benches more than both of us will ever and probably have ever in our lives holy shit uh i mean she she's a jacked up muscled up chick but i think she's absolutely beautiful and i mean she fits the definition of masculine woman to me it's not always about being butch yeah so to speak which i don't have a problem with butch women either because like i said most of the butch women i've met have been Real fucking down to earth, mm-hmm. real cool, cool as shit. Yeah. and probably have a cat or two that I'm going to come pet. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not a sexual in- it innuendo. Wasn't. I love fucking cats, and they generally have cats. You, you love fucking cats? I love fucking comma cats. Yeah, that comma is important. Yeah. <laughs> not I love comma fucking cats <laughs> with the exclamation mark on the end. I have no problem with but dude. I play softball with a couple of butch women that are. Uh, is that is that even politically correct? And not that I worry about political correctness because I feel I, like political honestly, I have no idea. Political correctness is just softening softening your speech to conform to someone else's ideals, and I don't agree with that because well, yeah, I have my own ideals. And political correctness changes with every fucking sunrise. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, I, it goes from we used to sit Indian style. Now it's crisscross applesauce. Now it's indigenous people's way of sitting and <laughs> fucking like I made that up, obviously, but like still, I mean, that's that's the that's the progression of events here. Yeah, you you everything, and and I think that's a good point for for the the guy wire podcast is that political correctness softens masculinity. And well, and I think that's been the point of a lot of quote unquote political correctness is to try to soften uh, what is it they, they call it toxic masculinity. Toxic. Well, that's the thing too with this shit talking online is a lot of people that do it have obviously never been punched in the mouth for some shit that they've said. That's yes, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. The first so, time you get punched in the mouth, it's an eye-opening experience. And, and it, then you get punched in the nose, and it's an eye-closing experience. <laughs> <laughs> so I usually try to go nose and then mouth. Um, 
Yeah, if you've never been punched, you, you probably need to go get yourself into a situation where you might get punched because you're going to figure some shit out about yourself real goddamn fast. Yeah. Yeah. I would recommend like boxing and sparring rather than a real world situation because you never know how crazy the motherfucker on the other end of that fist is. I don't know. I was like nine years old first time I got punched in the face. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was probably, I probably, yeah, I was probably that around that grade I mean, school. I mean, the problem is with my old man, but you know, whatever. That fucker hit hard too. <laughs> but on that note, what's uh, what's the next question you got for us there, Mister Knight? Well, you didn't ask me what my drop the mic moment was. Oh shit! Yeah, what was what was your mic drop moment? I was a banker at the financial institution that I still work for. And a customer came in. She was from out of town but banked with us. And she had a charge from a hotel and a refund and then another charge. You know, when you stay in a hotel, they put a hold on your card Mm -hmm. for damages or whatever. I tried to explain the math to her 19 different ways on paper with a calculator uh, and finally, I got to the point where I said, ma'am, would you like me to get my branch manager to explain this to you? Because I feel like I'm spinning my wheels. I can, ex- I can explain it to you, but I can't understand it for you. <laughs> you know, I've, pl- I've heard you pull that one out before, too. And that is, it's so poetic whenever you I, use that I one. Feel, I feel like anytime I use it. I've been pushed to my absolute limit, and, uh-huh. and that's me saying I need an out for this situation. And if you understand it enough to be offended, then we can escalate it at my pace. But if you don't and you honor my request to go get someone else involved or for me to just step away for a moment, then that also will de-escalate the situation, and I can just drop that pipe bomb. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think the one that I've used in the past in, in like customer service situations is, you know, it's typically that person that's wanting an explanation or an answer for something that there there's no answer for, there's no explanation for. Mm-hmm. And, or it's, it's, they're getting so caught up into the why behind it mm-hmm. when you've already solved their problem. Right. And they're just pressing you and pressing you. And usually my go-to is, I, I'm really sorry, ma'am but I left my crystal ball at home today. Yeah, I think uh, I like that. But I think as far as in the retail positions we've been in to use that, the affable nitwits that seem to be better at sales and retail that don't get it are not over-processing it, just have better because they're like, huh, yeah, that was cool. Yep. And it's like that's the end of the conversation. And I – like you – they, they don't get it. They don't get it. The customer, I don't think, gets it. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously don't get it because I'm over here like steaming. Like, I'm gonna tell this. I'm gonna tell this bitch what, where she can fucking go. <laughs> like, why are you still discussing why you can't get into your Facebook when I got you into your Facebook? I think I've only ever had one customer look at me when I pulled out the crystal ball and like actually get offended because they understood it. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else, it was just kind of that dim and confused. <laughs> well, uh, like, you remember the RCA dog commercials where the RCA dog kind of just cocks his head slightly to the side? Yep. Yep. They, they just kinda, they cock their head slightly to the side and they get that confused, dim look. Huh? 
fun fact, that's where uh, Michael Myers, the actor who played Michael Myers in Halloween, got the head cock from. Really? That from iconic the stupid scene. Stupid RCA dog. The stupid RCA dog. <laughs> he improvised that scene in the movie uh, when he was had Jamie Lee Curtis held up, you know, by her neck and he mm-hmm. just cocks his head to the side with Yeah. That's brilliant. I had no idea. Fun fact huh. for you guys. That's a see I haven't watched some I haven't watched any of those movies in so goddamn long. You know, Halloween three, season of the witch. I don't know if I've seen that one, period. Would have been an absolute banger and one of the best horror movies that everybody has watched had it not been tried to loop in as part of the Halloween series. It has no Michael Myers. It has no Haddonfield, Illinois references. It's just a separate story somehow that made it in there to the series. Halloween 3 Season of the Witch. They had these cursed Halloween masks that were taking children's souls and doing demonic shit with them. Great movie. Great plot line. Great story. Very few continuity errors. Just completely fucked up that it was in the Halloween in, it franchise. It was called Halloween 3, Season huh. of the Witch, because everybody watched Halloween 1 and 2, and they're like, oh, I'm They want it. some more Michael Myers. They want some more Michael Myers. They want to know what's about Halloween, and then this... <laughs> Steaming pile of shit. <laughs> now, I say that because it, as far as being in the Halloween series, it is a steaming pile of shit. But remove it from Halloween, and it's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I think moving on to the next question. Uh, who has completely lost your respect? And it doesn't have to be an individual. It can be a group, uh, whatever. You mean aside from our government? That was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's probably the easiest answer for me is our government and uh, the president specifically. Well, uh, he never really had mine to begin with. No, but unfortunately he is now in an office that should be respected. Yeah. And, and, and this is something that I've struggled with because with all of the not my president shit, from the past. And I think we've seen that for a couple of elections. At the end of the day, he is my president, unfortunately. Right. So a part of me still wants to respect the office, but it's so hard right now. Jesus Christ, is it so hard? Yeah. Well, it goes back to me to, you know, uh, my military days where, you know, I went from Bush to Obama, and that was really the reason that I got out. You know, I respected Obama as my commander in chief. However, I really didn't respect what he was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't respect the the lane that he had chose to drive our country in. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he was in the bike lane, <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah. if, if you will. Um, but that's kind of the same thing, you know. When, of course, you know, when Biden was elected president, it wasn't the way that I wanted it to go. After you know, up until the pandemic, the years of prosperity under our previous administration, but. Uh, I never imagined the degree of fucked upness that he could have gotten this country. And I go back to that whole stock market being down like one point seven trillion dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've lost tens of thousands of dollars. I, I, I tens of thousands of well, dollars and, in the and, market. Uh, what's your name? The White House press secretary Jean Pierre gets up there and basically just spouts lies mm-hmm. the whole time. No, we're in the greatest period of economic growth. Okay. 
You shut down the economy. There's nowhere to go but up. You're manufacturing statistics. Mm-hmm. So just say that you're spouting bullshit, and I'll be cool with that. Yeah, and the fact that they can sit there and, and legitimately say that we're not in a recession, even though it meets every criteria for a uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 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 it meets every criteria for a recession. For an economic recession. Yeah. yeah. Well, the good thing about that is going into the uh, November eighth elections, we're 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 going to be into the third quarter, the third consecutive quarter of no economic growth. Mm-hmm. So maybe that'll make some people see the light. I don't know. I will say, if you have money to put into the market, now is not a bad time, despite the fears that a lot of people have. Buy low, sell high. Exactly. Well, we're we're in this position right now, and and it's happened through history numerous times. Right after two thousand eight, with the uh, the the housing market bubble bursting, after the Great Depression, there's been numerous along the ways. And if you can buy in now, your growth will be just absolutely phenomenal over the next ten years. If we can get to the next 10 years, my fear, my fear, and this is going a little bit out on the fringe, is that within the next 10 years, we won't be worrying what a stock market is doing. We'll be worrying that our tractor is going to do what we need to do so we can feed our families because we're in a position where we have to farm and we have to cultivate our own food. We'll be worrying about can we buy seeds? It, well, because that's another thing. And, and we well no it won't even be uh, my fear is that we won't be in a position where we're buying things. We're we're in a position where we're bartering for things. Right. Um and, and that's going to be a hell of a thing is having to barter for you know to heat your home. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And one thing to keep in mind, there's two things you never barter with. Never. Ammunition. A- ammunition, correct. And water. Pussy. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, don't barter with that either. Your wife probably won't like it very much. Um, <laughs> but no, ammunition and water. Never barter with those two. Yeah. Number one, water, you can only live three days without it. Ammunition, there's a good chance they might use it against you. And I ain't bargaining with my beer either. No. Or my mead. I'll be making that. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to start learning how to make beer. I'm thinking moonshine, honestly, because, you know, you go back and look at Prohibition and, you know, you mm-hmm. can you can take a lot of stuff, a little bit of, you know, anything, any fruit, shit, you can make, you can make liquor out of grass. Oh, yeah. Well, that raises an interesting question is, is it legal at where we're at now? You know, obviously, if there's a complete economic collapse, nobody gives a shit. Um, but... Where we're at now, is it legal to make your own moonshine for personal consumption? No. Oh. Even just a little batch at home? Damn. Nope. It's illegal. I want to do that, though. I mean, I've been wanting to for a while. <laughs> they sell. We, the we probably shouldn't talk about this on the podcast. They, they, well, they, so here's the thing. They sell the kits on eBay. And Shut I got up. I got some uh, moonshine made from one of those kits. Uh, an old manager of mine at a part-time job. Uh, her son-in-law, they were going to take a trip, I think it was a big cruise, to Cancun, Caribbean, or Caribbean, depending on how you decide to say it. Got canceled because of the pandemic, and he said, well, I'm going to spend this money, because it all got refunded. He went and got the stovetop still, the thumper, the, the condenser, all that stuff. Oh, wow. And she gave me a small pint jar of his apple pie 
moonshine for Christmas a couple years ago. When I tell you, I'm from the country. Mm-hmm. So being that, I can't be a connoisseur of moonshine. <laughs> but I can know what's good and what's bad. This was good. Huh. I mean, real good. You know, I got to try some recently that was, it was peach. Um, and I've had peach shine before, but it was syrupy. Yeah. It was, it was thick. It was, you That's could more tell. more brandy. This was, this was, he called it peach brandy. Yeah. But it was 160, it was 160% liquor. Was it, did you keep it in the freezer? No. It was 80 proof. Or it was, uh, no, it was, what was it? It was 80%. It was 160 proof. Okay. That's, that's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Um, so, I mean, it was it was straight that's corn what I liquor. Because a lot of times afterwards, they will they will add some sugars and some flavorings, like the syrup from the peach can. Well, the problem is that proofs it down. Right. The way he did it, he did it a true fruit infusion mm. where he soaked the peaches in the liquor. Right. So you get a little bit of that peach flavor, but it hasn't diluted the liquor down. Okay. And... Wow. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a good peach brandy. My grandmother used to give me that mixed with a sugar cube. I think that was probably it. Peach brandy and a sugar cube for cough medicine. Oh, I figured that was the only way she'd get you to shut the fuck up and go to sleep. And quit coughing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. Uh, So... Yeah, uh, well, that's mine. Is, is the entire uh, the entire government uh, combined with uh, the big corporations and the uber rich? Because throughout the whole pandemic, they have profited off of the pandemic as the cost of living has gone up so much for everyone else. I make more money now than I ever have in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's just from you guys supporting this podcast. I'm, I'm absolutely comical. kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. This podcast bleeds money. So yeah, but yeah, both of the support, both of, both of our subscribers don't support this. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we have when I see the number of listeners and it's in the you know the double digits, I'm like, who the fuck is listening to us? <laughs> you know, maybe it's some bleed over from the checkmate stuff. You know, I appreciate Wild Bill. I appreciate the two undead girls. I appreciate Michelle and Candy uh, of Sips of Crime. I appreciate all those people shouting us out, and you know, hopefully that's part of it, but. Uh, no, as, as far as you know, my non-recreational, which I consider you know this podcast to be recreational, uh, I make more money than I ever have in my entire life, and it's it's harder to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. I guess another group of people that I you know ha- hate are the people who still justify uh, old Brandon in office. They still say he's doing a good job. He's better for the country. Okay, he's 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 more divisive, just not. On your side. Mm-hmm. Now he's on my side of the aisle when he called 74, 75 million Americans extremists. Yeah. That's our government. That's our commander in chief who is saying that over half of his country is against him, which is weird because he got more votes than the most popularly voted president in U.S. history. You know, I would, I would absolutely love, and it, you know, if you can do this, please do it. And I don't want it to be an argument. I don't want it to be a fight. I'm just genuinely curious if, if anybody that listens is a Biden supporter, thinks he's actually doing a good job. Could you give me like five or six bullet points of things that he's actually done, or schedule a time to where we can call you? Or you can call us, or just come on the pod. It, it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Come, come on the podcast. We can do, uh, we can do a, a Zoom call, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I want that feedback. I want to to hear a justification that doesn't 
include anything about Donald Trump. That's that doesn't the shit on exactly. Donald Trump or his time in office. Yeah. If you can give statistical evidence of things that Joe Biden has done productively. Statistical, factual. That he has done productively since he's been in office. I'd love to hear him. I'd love to have that conversation. Because no one I have posed that question to has ever been able to come up with anything. The only times I've had, you know, quote unquote, liberals or, or left wing people. As soon as I mentioned the the issue of don't bash Donald Trump in the process, it takes all the wind out of the sails. Yeah. I, I, I get called a racist. Well, I've been called a racist for it. Well, and to that right, <laughs> a ton of ultra magas, con super, ultra conservatives, they are the same way when they want to come after Joe Biden. And I don't understand because you don't need much ammunition. You don't need to mention anything about Donald Trump mm -hmm. when you say – everything that is wrong about this administration. Well, and unfortunately on both sides of this fight, uh, both conservatives and liberals are feeding off of the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. And the mainstream media doesn't give you facts. They, yeah. they give you propaganda. They give you the narrative that they want to portray. And that's for both sides. The but, conservative side yeah, does it got, as well. You got Fox that sucks, you know, Trump's dick. You have CNN, the Communist News Network. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, like that. you know, you have uh, MSNBC, who is still pretty much the Communist News Network. But then <laughs> if you get your news from sources like OAN or American One News, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You have to label everybody some way. Okay, go listen to, I think it's Star News. Uh, uh, no, maybe not Star News. Uh, it's the, not BBC, but it's another British network. And then there's uh, some Australian. The news coming out of Australia is the about America is the most unbiased political news that you will ever listen to. I believe it. Uh, for a long time, it was BBC, but now they are more. They're they're slanted. They they're leaning more on the left. Yeah. Um. Because I and I think that comes from their own political views. They're they're looking it through their their own. Well, lens. it's just like the Young Turks. They used to be pretty unbiased, and now they are so left wing. You know, that's all the, that's all the talking points that they s seem to be able to come up with is, you know, everything that is, you know, anti-conservative and, you know, pro-progressive. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sorry. I don't want my shop teacher wearing big old fake prosthetic titties <laughs> to teach my son. <laughs> if anybody's seen that video about Canada going around TikTok. Oh, my uh, God. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. I'm oh, not going to be the dead horse. Off. Like I said, I don't like to get political in this podcast, but Chris and I are libertarians. We're in the middle of the aisle. Uh, go smoke your weed with your gay or trans partner uh, and defend your pot farm with your gun. The only you know? the only place I draw the line on that is children. Right, children are not developed. They had their brains are not formed. They are not developed. They are not emotionally de developed enough to make decisions as to their own gender. And, and this is the one, I don't know if you've heard about this, but now there's, in some states, they are accommodating children that identify as animals. Yeah, the girl who has, identifies as a cat, who they have put as a litter box. My thing is, you identify as a cat, a cat doesn't need an education, a cat doesn't need a diploma, kick the bitch out of the school. You know, well, the problem is, I have a daughter, she's 14 now. But she was seven at one point in time, mm -hmm. and she she her reaction to being uncomfortable 
was making animal sounds. That's that's my stepdaughter. Seven. Yeah. She'll she'll you know bark, do cat noises. Mm-hmm. She'll neigh like a horse sometimes. Hell, my two year old walks around because th- I do the dadasaur gimmick where I act like a velociraptor and go yeah. and I chase him and stuff. And he no, thinks, that's the cutest fucking thing yeah, I've ever seen, by the way. And he thinks he's <laughs> a fucking dinosaur half the time. Am I gonna go? Have a fucking tail implanted on him. Am I going right. to change give, his, give him a space to lay eggs? Yeah, am I going to put his his dick on his ass and call it a tail? And he's a stegosaurus, and the day's done. <laughs> I mean, th- that's the insanity. That's the level yeah. of insanity that we're at. Yeah, I mean, my daughter, when whenever we we'd introduce her to people, and she'd be nervous, she'd stand behind us, and she'd like kind of peer around us, and she'd go meow, and she'd wave at him. That was that was just her way of dealing with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And she was seven, and it was normal, and we just let her grow out of it. Yeah, well, that's like these drag shows for kids that are happening. Wait, what? Yeah, Wild Bill has a lot of stuff. There was, a, I think, a, a big one that happened in Albemarle, but they're doing these drag shows that are inclusive for kids that are talking about intergender and this, that, and the other. One happened in Winston-Salem. I got kicked out of a Winston-Salem meme group for saying this is not a political... Uh, this is not a political platform. It's for sharing stupid ass memes, and you need to get your liberal bullshit off of here because politics is not involved. The admins kicked me out for saying that shit. Wow, that's a meme page, dude. That's insane. Like I, I can't get my head around the fact of of you know I've been to drag shows, and there is nothing, absolutely nothing, child appropriate. About them, right? But these these men are dressing up as women, reading drag uh, written uh, books written by drag queens and trans people to kids, and they're saying, "No, it's not grooming. It's just exposing them." Okay, no, it's grooming. Exposing them to something that their parents are not comfortable with is grooming. You know, I I had this issue uh, when we lived in California. My daughter, uh, she she went to kindergarten in San Diego. And she brought home a pamphlet, and it was like Timmy and his two dads or something like that. Yeah. And we were not given any heads up on this. We were not given any option to opt out. Right. We were, the the choice was completely taken away from the parents. Mm -hmm. If you want your kids to learn that, by all means, they're your children, Go for it. Yeah. Do what you want to do. I was not comfortable with my children learning about that in kindergarten. They should be finger painting and learning their numbers. They should not be learning about, about Timmy, Timmy finger banging. <laughs> no, I mean taking that out of it, and and I, granted, that's funny, but they have no point. They have no reason to learn about Timmy and his two dads, or why Timmy has two dads. That's a question. If little Susie comes home and wants to ask her parents why Timmy has two dads, that's for her parents to answer. Well, it goes back to the, uh, you know, mommy, where do babies come from? Argument. That's not on the school system to teach up until the parents basically consent. Well, and I remember with like when we did sex ed and when I was going through school, I had to get a permission slip signed by my parents. So did I. They've taken that choice away from parents, and that's that's my problem. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of parents that want to put it on the school and they want to say, "Oh, the school should do this and blah 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 blah." blah. It should still be the parents' choice. They're still our children. Yeah. They're not the community's children. We're not in a society where it takes a village to raise a child. 
because you can't do that anymore. Well, last piece on that is is you know the mainstream media has painted you know the the deplorables, the conservatives, the Trump people, the people who voted for Trump, not necessarily the Trump people, uh, as being cavemen mm-hmm. and you know toxic, toxically masculine, and this, that, oh, and the, the other deplorables, yeah, the, yeah, the deplorables, and that's why it's because now because we're cavemen you are more intelligent and you have a better right to decide for my child than I do. Yeah, no. You know. Well, that's as hopefully as political as we'll get. Yeah, I think that's this. about as political as we've ever got. <laughs> um, but it it that the reason is it it attacks our masculinity and a a, a big piece of being a guy. Mhm. It attacks our places as fathers in the family. I'm the damn paterfamilias. <laughs> you know, my wife and I always viewed it as a partnership, and, and we parented together. But there were so many times that decision was taken away from us right? as parents, as a team, Yeah, that that's not okay. Well, that's that goes back to what I was saying about the, you know, government and politics and the uber rich if you have enough money to pay lobbyists to go and pay politicians that's the way that the law is going to be written Mm -hmm. and that's not the way it should be because the government works for you you don't the government is not a policing body you don't comply with the government the government needs to comply with you Mm mm-hmm and well, when we say you, that's the people as a whole. We. That's not the individuals. We the people. Yes. So there's a lot of tangents we could get on on this point, but we'll move on to the next question. I think that's a good idea. What is the most useless thing you know how to do other than be on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say podcasting. Um, God, I know how to do so many useless things. What's the most useless well, there was that one thing you did that one night with your tongue that I was just like, oh, my God. It was, well, that would definitely not be useless then. No, it was like it was something about the froth and the coffee. Like you did the the, the freaking uh, uh, four-leaf clover. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's just a stupid facetious joke, but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with the most useless thing you know how to do. I didn't know where you were going with it. <laughs> I would say catch a bass, but now it's like uh, now it's like oh shit, we might that might be a, like an actual you know something that's going to feed my family coming up. So well, yeah, no, um, God, most useless thing I know how to do. You look like you're contemplating, so I'll give you a oh, second. Oh, I'm deeply contemplating. I, so I have a couple. Okay. The the first one you is, came prepared. Yeah, I never come prepared. This is the first time I'm reading this question. Uh, the first one is I know how to juggle. Okay. Yeah, I can juggle three balls. I only have two, but I can juggle three. So if you, they so, come so in pairs. You, so you can juggle these nuts. Yeah, they come in pairs. So I don't know how. <laughs> you just need a friend. <laughs> yeah, I, I need a bull ball. I need one. I need one guy with a bull ball. Uh, the, the other. No, one, you need half sack. Yeah, I need half sack. Uh, <laughs> sons of anarchy. God damn it. Um, boondoggle. It's uh, the thing where you used to get the little silicone ribbons, and you would like. Weave them friendship into key, bracelets and, and friendship. Key, okay, yeah. So there was this uh, this book when I was a kid called Klutz, K L U T Z. 
Okay. That's where I learned how to juggle and learn this boondoggle shit. But it was this klutz catalog that would come out, and you would get it every, like, quarter or maybe every six months. You'd have one in the summer, one in the winter. Oh, and you could get yeah, I know what you're the talking instructional about. Yeah, 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 books yeah. and little science projects, whatever. And one was the boondoggle one, one was the juggling one, and they would come with all the um, accoutrement that you need to do your hobbies. So okay. mine came with the three felt juggle balls and it had like a step-by-step, a page-by-page, if you will. You start with one and you try to get it to the your eyeball height and you go hand-to-hand and then you have two and then you flip them and then you, you incorporate gradually incorporate them. But then the boondoggle one, it has in the instructions on these are the weaves that you do with this cord and it has a whole bunch of silicone cord and like the, okay. the key rings and stuff like that. Just shit to keep a kid occupied. I no practical real world uh, application until I had a seven year old who wouldn't stop at my <laughs> at my my parents' house when I found my juggling felt bean bags in mm-hmm. the basement and mm-hmm. I came upstairs with them and started juggling and. Sh- you always got to show off. What do you mean? I'm the least <laughs> talented person that you will ever meet in your life. And he, he really is. I've known him for a while. Yeah, I have zero talents. Like, I, like the blowjobs don't even get Chris off. Like, <laughs> I'm so untalented. I always got to finish myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, Easter egg in the weed-eating uh, guy wire video about finishing Ah, uh, yes. Yep. Yep, so I know you're talking about. That one will be uploaded in the next few days. Yeah, y'all should like that one. Probably tomorrow. Um, it, it's funny It's funny talking about the uh, the weaving the things is, as a kid, I lived on a boat, and they called it, um, and on boats, we actually use it for stuff, like... The knots. And, the knots, yeah. yeah. They call it macrame. It's decorative knot tying. Um, That's what macrame is. Yeah, it's it's de- decorative knot tying. I thought that was similar to embroidery. No, no. Huh. So yeah, I learned how to do macrame, which was uh, when the whole paracord bracelet thing was what ten years ago was really and popular. And you told me you've told me you know how to do those, and yeah. I've always been amazed because I've untied one. And it's a pain in the dick. (laughs) It's a pain in the dick, but I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of paracord in this, Uh or or 550 cord, depending on what you want to call it. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'd sit down and and, uh, I did that. Like, I made four or five of them just one day, just just because. And I've done keychains and and I did, uh, like, I had a backpack that I used for kind of like my bug out bag. Yeah. And like, all all the zipper pulls had little, gotcha, little uh, tabs on them with uh, paracord. Well, there you go. Yeah, there's my there's my useless uh, useless skill as well. So bo- boondoggle, but different. And, and yeah, macrame. Yeah, macrame. Macrame. There you go. Uh next one. Moving right along. What's the worst and best thing about being a guy? Best thing, easy peen standing up, or just anywhere. In oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't have to sit. Don't have to. You know. My spouse is one of those that uh, she's got a bigger dick than most guys I know, so she can pretty much pee wherever she wants, and she has no problem doing that. It's it's actually rather impressive. Yeah, the next time she tries to do it in my mouth, I'm gonna be mad though. You paid for it last time. The price was negotiable. <laughs> And I okay, fe- this I, never actually and happened. And I felt <laughs> as if I got a bargain. 
<laughs> Damn it. What the hell were we talking about? Well, oh, the best and worst part about being a guy. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the best part, being able to stand up and pee wherever the fuck we want and I, on whatever we want. I think and if I, I pee on it, it's mine. I Sorry. Have, I think I have the worst part. Okay. Going back to our first episode, the lack of give a fuck about our mental health. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's one of those things is is I have I've been on a journey recently really working on and focusing on my mental health, which is something that has been extremely challenging for me to do. Because and if, and as, if you're comfortable, we should do a part two on uh, men's mental health about where because I feel like we had some. I hate using the word breakthrough moments, but I feel like we had some real aha moments of moments clarity yeah. where, you know, I hope that that kind of opened you up as far as what I go through is my, and with my therapy and mm-hmm. different things that I have going on. And I've told you some different stuff about some real kind of fucked up mental quirks that I have mm-hmm. that I appreciate you listening to that and, and like being an outlet and not everybody has that. Not a lot of guys who hang out are comfortable talking about, man, I really fucked up. I flipped out because my seven-year-old gave me a wet willy, and it caused me <laughs> sensory overload. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and recently you've you've checked in on me a few times. Yeah. Um, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, brother. Um, because that's, that's I think, one of the things with, with men's mental health is we've got to check in on each other. Yeah. Because so often we just white-knuckle it and gut it and... For me, a lot of it is if I can just get through this, it'll be better. And I end up just just bottling shit up, Mm -hmm. thinking I can get through it, and it'll be over. But it's not. It just keeps going. Yeah, and that's another thing, too. Uh, If guys, I know this is the guy wire, but if you have any part of this episode or even our men's mental health episode that you want to let your significant other listen to, I have a piece of advice. If you're worried about your man and he's not listening to you, talk to his best friend. Yeah. It's not behind his back. If you're worried about him, even if you hate him, because that's a that's a big thing in, in the world of, you know, spouses and shit. I, oh, sure, yeah. You know, your wife is not fond of me. There's, you know, that's not a, I don't mystery. know. Uh, it's not a mystery. <laughs> it's not a, any type of investigation that needs to happen. Your wife is not fond of me, but I feel like if anything is going on with you, that she has the unabated right to come to me and say, hey, I'm worried about him. Mm-hmm. Check on him. And you'd have no problem with that. No. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a lot of this stems from there's there's a lot of times as guys that we we get to that point where we, it, one of two things happens. We either... We bottle it up so much to where it comes out in a very negative way, and I know I am very guilty of this, to where I let something eat at me and eat at me and eat at me until it comes out in a fucking explosion. Yeah. Yep. Um, Or we try to address the subject, but it's still not in a positive manner. And because we don't know how how to address issues that are bothering us. And when we try to, 
we get chastised, we get told we're being bullies, we get told we're being manipulative, we get we get told all this selfish. stuff. That's the biggest thing is you're being yep. selfish. But and and we get it slammed in our face, so we never want to try to do that again. Yeah. And and my thing too is I know this is maybe going a little bit aside of, of what the original question was, but I think it's important to address is to the ladies out there, you ask your men to do a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Hey, babe, can you take out the trash? Hey, babe, can you unload the dishwasher? Hey, babe, the cat threw up in the bedroom. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, as a guy, I would never ask you to do something that I could fully do myself in a very short amount of time. I might ask you for help. Hey, could you help me maybe with doing the laundry? Could you please do a load of laundry? Hey, do you think you could run the vacuum over the floor in the living room while I'm at work since you're off today? But I would never ask you to do something that I could full well do myself, and I will usually do by myself. Mm -hmm. So why is that, though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the weird thing is between men and women to where that's different. And that also brings up a, a, a good thing that uh, that you sent me. We're going to start a dating site for straight men looking for husbands that are other straight men. A- absolutely. I mean, if you've ever had the dream of having a dual income household. With no bullshit, no arguments. No stressing over who you're talking to. Yeah. Where you are. No, how long you're going to be there? Not, when you'll be back? Not worrying about getting a gift for a holiday because you know what? We'll go out and get beers. Yeah, yeah. I got you this nice cigar. <laughs> there you go. It's a backwoods. There's yeah. three of them in the pack. So, so yeah. Our idea is we're going to start a uh, a quote unquote, and I use this term very loosely, dating app. It's more of a matchmaking app. It's called a mandate. 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 Thank yeah. That's the name right there. Mandate. I think we just mandate. Yeah. And no masks, it is, it is just mandate. It is single straight men looking for other single straight men to partner with mm-hmm. and live in a dual dual income household collectively as 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 a uh, uh, a team. You well, know, actually what we should call it? Battle buddies. Battle buddies. Combat <laughs> companions. And you see <laughs> The way the algorithm is going to work is it's going to match more of the corporate type guys with the blue collar type guys. You're going to have about a 30 minute survey of questions to fill out before you're able to register for the app. Mm -hmm. And the blue collar are going to get matched more towards the corporate because with the dual income households, you might have guys like me. I'm, I'm kind of both sides of the aisle. I'm a corporate worker by day, but I love being out in the yard. I love mowing. I love getting my hands dirty. I mm-hmm. like working on shit. I like getting greasy. I like doing oil changes. But maybe you're not that guy who's type A and B. Maybe you're type A who likes to, you know, uh, have a clean house, have draperies that match your photographs. <laughs> but then there's another guy out there who doesn't give a shit about that who can maintain your yard. Who can fix your car? Who can do your oil changes? Okay. So matching up weaknesses and strengths yeah. to, to, to create a better battle buddy team. A better battle buddy team. And the cool thing is, you can still go out and hook up with females. 
It's an yeah. open relationship. There's a no adultery contract involved yeah. in this. So, so the concept is, is say, Mr. Matt Knight and I were, were, were battle buddies. If he wanted to go out and bang bitches and, and you know, bring girls home and, and do all that, that that's fine. Go it's, right ahead. It's living the little Wayne mentality. Fuck bitches, get money, come home to your dual your dual income uh, household. Yeah. And high five the next day about it. Exactly. Or, or as he's walking in the door, I'll give him that high five as he heads to the bedroom. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rub that stinky pinky right under his nose, and it's gonna be a good <laughs> night. Oh, you banged a fine bitch, cool man. I'm happy for you. Oh, you banged an ugly bitch, cool man. I'm, I'm happy, happy for, for you. you. <laughs> Who gives a shit, man? Let's play on the field. Yeah, I think that is a a, a very plausible scenario. I think that would uh, that would up uh, uh, upset the status quo. It would, and. You know, based on a lot of corporate policies aimed towards same-sex couples, you still get the insurance benefits from the corporate guy. Uh-huh. You get the, the tax benefits. And the blue-collar guy who's making the money under the table, he don't have to report nothing. There you go. That's all I'm saying. It's yeah. an idea. It's out there. You know, it, it's you, in the side. Now that we put it out there, somebody's going to steal it and make a million dollars with it, and we're going to be fucked. And I'm going to sue you and... Spend two million dollars to make a hundred thousand. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. So, uh, real quick before we before we jump topics, real quick, yeah, is I wanted to throw on to the the men's health thing. There's a TikTok that I've I've come across recently, and it's actually a woman that is an advocate for men's mental health. I've seen her, and she, yep. That, that's not the only one. Yeah, there's another one that I watched. She's too, got yeah. uh, she's got some freckles and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's awesome though. But this one is Emily W King, E M I L Y W K I N K or K I N G, Emily W King, and she has got her content is basically based around advocating for men in relationships mm-hmm. and helping debunk some of the shit that. I guess some of the reasons why we do some of the things we do and the 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 psychology behind it. And it's I've, actually been really enlightening. I've used some of her arguments in arguments with wifey sauce. And well the cat's out of the bag now. It almost <laughs> not that she listens. Yeah, it almost immediately shuts the shit down. I'm gonna have to start t- taking notes here. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh I told you earlier that I have I get sensory overload on a very specific set of things, mm-hmm. and that happened yesterday, and I just basically said, leave me the F alone, while both kids and her were in the car, just everybody, don't talk, don't touch me, whatever. Mm-hmm. She gets home, and she's like, you can laugh and joke and blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. No, 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 no. You have sensory overload. You can get mad at me for an entire weekend and not speak to me in depression nap because you have sensory overload. And I asked for five minutes for the car ride home. And why is that different? It's not. Oh. Yep. And and I think that's a lot of what we as men deal with is double standards. You know, it, it's it's okay. We We are required to... I can't think of another word, and I don't want to use this in a negative. This word's going to come off negative, and I don't want it to, but it's the only word I can think of for the situation. We're expected to coddle 
their needs and emotions and quirks, but our needs and emotions and quirks are not coddled. Aren't are not they're they're just not supposed to be. Drink water, drive on, take Tylenol, get over yourself. Yep, rub some dirt on it, suck your shit up, stop being a bitch, and go on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's so much of what we get. If we have something we're trying to deal with. That's one thing I really have a problem with, too, is because when I get sick, like, I I get sick, okay? But she talks about me getting sick like it's just... Oh, every woman does that. Every woman I've ever heard, and I know I'm stereotyping and grouping women into into a large group, but I've heard so many times from so many different women that men are babies when they get sick. Yeah, and that pisses me off because, okay, yeah, maybe to a point... But when we get sick, does it just break down enough to where we're just so grateful that we have some downtime mm-hmm. that shit isn't expected out of us? Oh, like sometimes being sick is the best fucking vacation ever. Yeah. Because everybody just gives you a pass. And we never get a pass on anything ever. Yeah. I agree. It's it's there's there's expectations that are put on us, and half the time they're not spoken; they're just expected, mm-hmm. um, and Look, we're we're just expected to know it. Wifey sauce came down here last night. Came down here. I'm gonna, let me paint the picture. She physically came down here to the basement to the studio where we're recording. Which and is she also, doesn't do that unless she yeah, has a purpose. Which is also my den, and says, "Hey, when you come back upstairs." When you come back upstairs, can you bring the gallon of milk that's in the refrigerator down here and put it upstairs for Colton in the morning? Mind you, she was already down here. It took me legitimately a minute of back and forth because I'm talking a little bit of shit because she's looking pretty cute. (laughs) It took me like a minute. I'm like, wait the fuck a minute. You're down here. Three feet from the refrigerator. <laughs> and you're three feet tall. You're eye level with the milk. Take it back up the goddamn stairs. And she was like, no, that's not the reason I came down here. I was like, that's what you, that's what you hit me with. What's the reason you came down here? Oh, well, just to remind you, we have an eye, to, eye appointment in the morning. Then why didn't you just come yeah. down the stairs, grab the milk, and tell me we have an eye appointment tomorrow? So... um. I get to sleep in for the eye appointment because I'm working from home instead of going into the office mm-hmm. before the eye appointment and then going into the office after the eye appointment. In what world is that fair <laughs> to me? Right? So, ladies, the guywirepod at gmail.com. It is in the episode description of every episode. Yep. Email us and tell us why you do stupid shit like this that pisses us off. Be, I, I, I'd almost go out. She felt like she needed to have an excuse to come down here. She doesn't. She's welcome. She can come <laughs> down here. It's cool, man. Like, like I'm making some some bold assumptions and in, in generalizing. Like it's a to mellow out, environment. But. I've gotten. I've covered up the pit with punji sticks at the bottom of the stairs. I've put a, a chair with a blanket on it to make it more inviting. <laughs> I've got three throw pillows on the one end of the couch that I don't use. There's a soothing fire going in the fireplace right if, now. If you, you probably heard it crackling if you in the hear background. Pops and cracks. I've got yeah. I've got the the fireplace going down here. I mean, 
Like, I don't, there's so much shit. Win are, men are from penis and women are from Lars Ulrich or whatever. <laughs> whatever they say it is. <laughs> Good topic. Love that question. Yes. Um, moving on, though. Moving on. Short. We're short on the list now. What is something that most people get wrong? And if you say tying a fishing knot, I'm going to smack the fuck out of you, I swear to God. I mean, that's true. They, nine times out of ten, use the wrong fucking knot. But um, Yeah, but you can tie a fucking knot in a cherry stem with your fucking tongue, so. Well, you know. You, you can't tell that to everyone. All the bitches be wanting me now. Bruh, you know what happened? <laughs> like, it hasn't happened in a while because I've, like, had to remember since I got with Wifey Sauce. Like... You remember when we were both working for the Verizon retailer up in King? No, North good old Carolina, King. Good yeah. old King, the redneck town there. God. Uh, and for, forgive me, Kingonites. I loved living in King. It is a redneck town, though. I'm a redneck. Y'all are backwoods it, as fuck. Yeah, I call it like I see it. Uh, I forgot to turn my swagger off one night. Oh, God. Before I went to bed, and I woke up covered in bitches. <laughs> God, I hate it when that happens. It's it's like you left the light on. I do too. I have no, I have enough trouble pleasing one. Like that's why. Like every girl I've been in has been with it. Been, been in, in. Been in. Every girl I've been in and been with. Has, a little Freudian uh, slip there, folks. Yeah, has, uh, has, have you ever had a threesome fantasy? No, I can't please you. Like why would I want to add another bitch to this equation where I'm just gonna get like dry mouth? <laughs> Get a cramp in your tongue. Fucking explosive diarrhea the next morning, too. Shit. <laughs> I only partially get that, but fuck, I don't want to fully understand it. <laughs> I'm better than you, and you know it. <laughs> so what the fuck was the question again? <laughs> um, uh, what is something that most people get wrong? I'll interject with one. Well, it, it's all I can think about is all the fucking grammar Nazis out there that just love fucking you. Like, anytime you miss punctuation, yeah. use the wrong there, your, and you're one of them, too, so fuck off. I have been, but, but <laughs> now that pronouns are a thing, I don't know if I'm a they, them, the, thus, thou, them vigor and virulence. I don't know what the Did, fuck I am as what, far as pro, pronouns go. were the ones they made up, like Vim, Vigor, and Zigger or something? Z, Z, Zim. Zim, Z, 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 Zim or something. Watch out with that Ziggers now. Jesus. You got to watch out with that one, man. I saw a TikTok. Now I'm just making shit up. I saw a TikTok today that some guy was installing solar panels, and he was like, apparently had a Freudian slip. If yeah. you don't know what that is, go look up Sigmund Freud and what a Freudian slip is. But he was trying to say, I'm coming around to talk to all the neighbors. And he the said, NI, uh, yeah, he said the N word that rhymes with the five cent uh, denomination of coin, nickels. I don't know if that rhymes, but... Well, it's just along the same. But he said the N-word, the one that white people don't say. Yes. Uh, that I, we're I not going to say. I came around to see my words. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm, I didn't mean to... And the, and the obviously black dude in the video is like, nah, bro. Yeah, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. And the, the guy's like, man, I'm like... 
I, f- I saw his heart drop. Oh, yeah. You realize, you know he just realized he just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had been in the in the van talking about, let's go see these N-words. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what the situation was, yeah. unfortunately. But the, the best part was you see him stop at the bottom of the stairs and his shoulders just drop. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm so fucked. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired yeah. from your job. Well, the worst part was he said the name of his company. He said his name. Mm-hmm. And so that's all on record on TikTok. And so this poor bastard's now probably unemployed. God, I love how we're living our lives on TikTok now. Jesus. You know, and that's the thing. I spend so much goddamn time on TikTok, too. I th- I do and I don't. Like, it's, it's my go-to, like shitter app or commercial yeah. a commercial app but i'll go a couple days without without getting on there yeah. but when i did like then i'll spend a whole fucking day on it yeah and and honestly i send you more videos than i send anybody else because i'm like oh he's gotta see this one yeah. he's gotta see this. <laughs> i do the same thing yeah. <laughs> yeah there's like three people i send videos to yeah well it's like uh, my buddy uh my buddy michael that i worked at the bank with i think i was sending him so much shit he blocked me on there I know, yeah, I know he has a TikTok, but all I would send, like, we had inside jokes about like Creed, oh god, Fast and Furious, okay. Nickelback, and Paul Walker's death, and that's the only content I would send him. And now he's not on my TikTok, so you know what I do? I copy the link and I text it to him. <laughs> he probably blocked you there too. Nah, he, I mean he'll he'll react to the message. So I'm like, nah, okay, whatever. Although I will say, you mentioned Paul Walker. I, I sent you one recently that was just oh my god, so bad. The Hot Wheels car. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a it was a Hot Wheels package, and it had Paul Walker's face on it with the Supra. With the Supra, but someone had taken the Supra out of the package Beat the and shit out with just a smashed the shit out of it and put it back in. Did you know Paul Walker had dandruff? No, I didn't. I didn't either until I uh, saw his head and shoulders in the glove box. Oh, God. Emotional damage. It's been a long day <laughs> without you, my friend. You know, I've heard the same Tell thing about Princess Diana, too. When I see you again. <laughs> yeah, she, uh, when she made it to heaven, she uh, the angels didn't have to give her a halo because she always, already had the steering wheel. <laughs> I thought it was a Mercedes logo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know that she was on the radio right before she died and the dashboard and the windshield. <laughs> oh, God. You know the last thing to go through her mind before she died, right? The last thing to go through her mind before she died. Uh, the airbag? Dashboard. The dashboard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, since we're on this track, ooh, how lewd do I want to go? Um, well, I, I, I'm kind you, of I'm kind of offended by Great Great Britain. Okay, like they couldn't let us have our year to mourn Betty White. Is Betty Betty White passed away this year at the age of ninety nine? Yes, but they couldn't let us have that. The Queen passed away at the age of ninety six. We're still three up. Oh, we're still obviously, <laughs> but they had to like one up us and and have the Queen die in the middle of the same year because they couldn't let us have that. Yeah. They they had to take that away. They had to take Betty White away from us. Well, that reptilian, she can, you know, go where she goes. Which one? The queen. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant uh, Nancy Pelosi for a second. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry, I had to go there. Bingo, bango. So uh, along the lines of offensive jokes, since we're there now, uh, how do you fit a thousand dead babies into a uh, telephone booth? I don't know, but I'm always up for a good uh, dead baby joke. A blender. How do you get them out? A straw. <laughs> Jesus. What's grosser than gross? What? A hundred dead babies in a dumpster. Yeah. What's you... grosser than that? What? The one at the bottom eats its way out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> do you know what the difference between a dead baby and a 97 Ford Taurus is? No. I didn't lose my virginity inside of a 97 Ford Taurus. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you know what the difference between a Lamborghini Gallardo and a pile of 100 dead babies is? I don't know. I'm still stuck on the last one. I don't have a Lamborghini Gallardo in my garage. Oh, my God. What's grosser? (laughs) You know what's gross? (laughs) A bunch of dead babies, apparently. (laughs) Two vampires fighting over a bloody tampon. So my favorite thing to say to a vampire is suck me harder, daddy. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, oh, God. Do you know why? I dump we can't tr- put any of this in. <laughs> oh, I am. It's absolutely going in. Do you know why a truckload of dead babies is better than a truckload of bowling balls? No. Dead babies are easier to unload. You can use a pitchfork. Holy shit. It's been a long day. <laughs> Without you, my friend. Friends. All the dead babies. Friends. Plural. I'll tell you all about it when I abort you again. Oh, Jesus. We're going to hell. I'll save you, seat. Oh, yeah. No, I know. I'm, yeah. I, I, at least all my friends will be there. Yeah. <laughs> God. The, the devil's going to have a hard fucking time with us. <laughs> if I thought Miss Parsons in seventh grade had a problem with me and Winston Sims and Andy Richardson and Jesse O'Dell, oh, the devil is going to have a problem with the lifetime of fucked up individuals that I have met. <laughs> it's going to be a good time, though. Yeah, I'm going to get down yeah. there. He's going to cut off my arm and be like, where's my chainsaw, bitch? <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be a bonfire going and uh, 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 a cooler full of bush light. Yeah, can uh, pop the head of a dead baby off a bush light and just fucking turn that bitch up. (laughs) Shit. Well, boys and girls, we are reaching the absolute precipice of our latest episode of Guy Wire. Go check out our YouTube. Go check out Two Undead Girls, Sips of Crime. And The Last Stand. And The Last Stand podcast with Wild Bill. Last question. If you could learn only one magic spell, but it could only do something mundane and boring, what would the spell be? Before you said the mundane and boring part, I was going to say choke people through the phone. Because I've always wanted that to be my superpower. And, And that stems from working in a retail and customer service environment. Yes. Because unfortunately, whenever you deal with people over the phone, you get the telephone tough guy. You, you get the ones that they're super badass on the phone and they want to talk all kinds of shit. And they Never want to yell been, at you and scream at you. Never been punched at the face. In exactly. Real life. Yeah. Exactly. I just want the ability to be able to choke them through the phone. Maybe a Darth Vader kind of thing where I just hold my fingers and they, so, they choke. So if it's mundane, maybe you can give them that thing where their eye twitches for a few days. 
like that like their eyelid just has that little spasm. Can can we make it for like three months? Yeah, it's it's, oh, okay. it's mundane. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I can do really annoying things to people for a long period of time. Yeah, that's that's what I want my mundane ability to be. Mine would be I could wave like two fingers and you'd have to feel like you had to poop just a little bit. <laughs> like like not enough to like, really like that question of is this a fart or a poop? Like a conversation ending like Mm, maybe I maybe I have to pee. Maybe my bladder's a little full, but yeah, yeah. I, it might be gas. Yeah, but it's questionable. Like I would just wave my two fingers. I do my Wingardium Leviosa, whatever from Harry yep. Harry and, Pothead, and you got that fart that you shouldn't trust. And and but it's not. It's like, I mean, it, it could be a shirt. It could be. Yeah, but whatever's in there, it's just gonna wiggle in there <laughs> for just a little just bit. Wiggle. It's just gonna. Yeah, there might be. If you got a turtle head, okay. Disclaimer: If you got a turtle head poking out, you're gonna shit. Okay. So don't come up to my desk at work. <laughs> you're just gonna wiggle your fingers at them, and they're. Or I'm gonna, just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna scratch my cheek a little L- bit. Little leviosa. Yeah, a little, uh, little uh, poopiosa. And, <laughs> uh, and and your butthole's gonna quiver. I think shardiosa. Shardiosa. Shardiosa, yeah. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, a spell. Our Harry Potter fan, uh Michelle from the uh Sips of Crime podcast, let well, us know. She's not a fan. Oh, she's a member. She's the fan. She is. Yeah. She's, I mean, she has a whole room dedicated to Harry Potter. Yeah. Like they could have made a guest bedroom, they could have like made a den, they oh, could have no, made tried an to, office. She tried to talk her husband into cutting her his nose off to look more like Voldemort because that's all that's stopping him. <laughs> Other than the other than the hat, <laughs> I'm officially dead, y'all. I'm sorry, Will. I love Will. I just I'm no. Just he's a good dude. Jokes. He's a good dude. Great dude. But his hat is permanently attached to his head. I want to see him without a hat and a nose. No, I saw a picture of him without a hat. You're fucking with me. It was weird. I didn't know he had a head. I figured it's like a Lego where he's got the freaking the I mean, round I, thing for the hat to stick to on top of it. I that. mean, I can't say much. I, I rarely walk out the house without a hat on. So I mean, I've I worked with you in so many professional environments without a hat, though. Well, true. That, yeah. Which I think it's weird maybe for you to see me in a hat because I'm always in a hat, not at work. Yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. If, if I'm not, if I'm, if, if if I'm in a like professional setting where I can't wear one, I won't. But yeah. it, otherwise, I have one. Yeah, and that's just because I have a weird shaped head. Well, I think we all do. Well, yeah, some more than others. Yeah, me more than others. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're you're definitely more Mr. Peanut. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I did get a couple of weird lumps taken off recently, so that's that's cool. Uh, I had I had one. They, I, the taste, I, I had a lump on the side of my head that I, was I, once I, referred to as Mike's Hard Lemonade. Well, I hate that the camera, the GoPro, is paused during our taste test of those because the one that you said was Mike's Hard Lemonade, I thought tasted more like a Starburst. <laughs> Jesus, <you> fucking weirdo! <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> Without you, my friend. <laughs> well, boys and girls, we have reached the, the precipice. End the precipice. The pinnacle. The Mount Kilimanjaro of this podcast. I hate to say goodbye to you as your ovacious orator, your less than humble co-host of the Guywire podcast. But remember, remember the eighth of November, the gunpowder treason and plot. Remember, remember. 
the 8th of November, the date shall never be forgot. Get out and vote. Be a guy. Be a man. And you know what else? We have a slogan for our t-shirts now, guys and gals. Before you do that, I do want to throw one little thing in here. Just as a reminder, if you got a buddy, a friend that might be going through something, even if you're not sure, just check in on him. Just, hey, brother, how you doing? Just how things going these days? Open that dialogue, open that communication with a buddy of yours so that if he does have something going on or if you have something going on, that you can talk about it openly with each other because that we don't get enough support. Yes. And that is the only way we're going to deal with these issues and help eliminate the 22 a day. And the suicide hotline is bullshit. The veteran suicide hotline is bullshit. I am proud out of my ass to say that I have called both of those numbers and they're bullshit. The only thing that talked me off a ledge was a friend. And the Guy Wire podcast is a friend to all of those men struggling with mental health issues. I know we're that, struggling with our own. I know so that, we've been there. Yeah. Send us an email, theguywirepod at gmail.com. Include a phone number. We will call you. Absolutely. We are a support system for guys. We are here to do guy shit. Elevate men. Elevate their mental health issues because they're there. You are important and you are loved by us, Matt and Chris at the Guy Wire Podcast, and men everywhere. 100%. But anyways, going back to, uh, we have a motto. We have uh, a, a motto, a slogan that slogan. we're looking Thank to put you. on our t-shirts, and a new sign-off for mm-hmm. our podcast. And this is the first time that we're using it, so bear with us a little bit. Don't just be one of the guys. Be that guy. <laughs>